What's uh, some FBI music? Um, like do uh. like they're doing an arrest. One hour of RB Breach UIU FBI. I mean, this is pretty good FBI music. <laughs> now I get why they do it, why they risk it all. Folks, welcome to Game Boys slash FBI headquarters. We're here breaking down the newest act of gamer terrorism, sort of the gamer 9-11, but if 9-11 was multiplied by a billion and was far more reaching, damaging, and frankly took more lives. Yeah, if if 9-11 were like a thing that mattered, it would be I'm sorry, I just feel like these FBI guys are about to like drop in on a freestyle. It is like, like a pretty I, hot. That, it is a pretty hot heat. <laughs> this like this. This is just playing in all their heads all day long. That's why they're barely human anymore. They're they're flowing too hard. <laughs> yeah, I just imagined a bunch of like kind of overweight FBI guys busting into a drug ring and being like, "We're bulletproof vest size X large, and we're bringing you up on Rico charges." Yeah, charges, uh, barges full of games, full of uh, graphics cards that are overpriced. That's right. I kind of, I'm more, I'm more, I'm more lyrical in a, like a non-rhyming sense. You're more of like a mine. slam poetry guy than a, than a rap guy. This is just the fucking hardest beat in the world. Folks, let's get to our first story of the day. Uh, oh, well, let's introduce ourselves. Hey, I'm Griffin. And I'm Lux. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, my full title is Special Agent uh, Griffin, uh, and uh, minor, not normal agent. Yeah, Lux. No, provision, provisionary agent Lux. Provisionary. Uh, he works for free. Uh, and I'm, doing, of course, I'm, doing always... it, I'm doing it for exposure, <laughs> and if I fuck up once, I lose my job. He, you are doing it for exposure. That is why we're letting you do Instagram stories in the private rooms with the aliens. Um, but, you know, you got to get your followers up. And, and, and the only way to get your followers up in 2022 is to get boosted by a big account like the FBI. Yeah, exactly. Like when, once the FBI starts retweeting your shit, like you're going to start doing numbers. OK, you're going to start selling pants. Um, but and of course, we're we're joined by, um, you know, former terrorist and then rehabilitated FBI superstar mastermind, you know, because when sometimes they pull in bad guys yeah. and be like, teach us how the bad guys work. Yeah. Um, and, and that, of course, producer Haley. Sort of, uh, well, sort of the logical endpoint of like an Operation Paperclip, like a Barla Von Braun type. Yep. Mm hmm. Exactly. And more like Operation Staple. Paperclips are. Useless. It was paper clips when it was, it was paper clips when it was World War Two, but now that we're living in the future of the Forever War, we've changed it to Operation Staple to match the technical upgrades that have happened within the war machine in the past, you know, eighty years. We're three D printing staples to use uh, unmarked staples, unlicensed. Uh, <clears throat> so um, here we are at the headquarters of the FBI. And uh, we're, of course, talking about Rockstar's uh, recent attack, recent breach. Uh, Rockstar has been hacked. Uh, 
a second hack has hit the Rockstar Towers. Um, and yeah, turns out they can they can melt steel devs. It turns it, it turns out that hackers can melt steel uh, CSS codes. Yep. Um, and so here we are. Uh, it's been I think three days since a large portion, uh, and by large I mean like I think it was like about an hour worth of clips um, all put together. Maybe maybe sixty to ninety minutes of uh, clips of like varying quality and some sort of really early build of the game um and yeah this is um can you think of anything worse happening to this country um no no me neither. I'm, I'm, with the list. Yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking slavery i'm thinking three-fifths compromise i'm thinking pearl harbor i'm thinking trail of tears i'm thinking westward expansion and well the thing every is time all I've... of those were self-inflicted this is this is from the outside <laughs> Well, Pearl Harbor. Like, we did. Pearl. Are you saying Pearl Harbor was an inside job? I well, uh, we knew the planes were coming, and we didn't tell anyone to leave. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's. I guess that's true. We could we could, we could spin it that way. Um, but that that I mean that is the that is the working theory. I didn't I didn't pioneer that one. It's like, I, did anyone think for a second that like no one had any idea these planes were coming? Well, to what Hawaii? Yeah, well, I thought that the whole thing was they were like, these planes are coming, everyone get ready to shoot guns at the planes. And they crashed the planes and everything, and everyone's like, whoa, did not see that one coming. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Someone sure. Someone turned, I see they were sitting at the AA batteries, they turned to each other and went, oh, well, that just happened. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> First I'm eating beans, now I'm being kamikaze Oh, so crashing your plane into a boat, that's like a thing now. It's like a thing that we do. That's a that's a thing. That's just that's just a thing now. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna wanna remember that for later. Yeah. But so um, I'm so I was going through I'm going through this list in my head. I'm thinking thinking 9 eleven, I'm thinking I'm thinking Pearl Harbor, I'm thinking all those self inflicted sort of cruelties. Yeah. Um and yeah, just nothing really stacks up. <laughs> nothing stacks up. Nothing is more damaging than this. Except uh, maybe the because... Diablo 4 leak. <laughs> Sure, sure. Um, or just, or the, or just the the the, the Kingdom Hearts three as a product. <laughs> but uh, sorry, my my house is insane right now. Um, so yeah, it's uh clearly this is the sentiment being shared online. Uh, you know, uh, I heard uh, I heard the 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 voices of a, a billion gamers cry out, and then nothing. Um, it was it was devastating to the community because. Uh, big spoilers, Grand Theft Auto has guns and cars and is in a city and um, the graphics have been, uh, you know, slightly upgraded. Uh, I didn't expect any of those things from the game. This is this is totally out of left field for for me and the community. Yeah, it's all shocking stuff. Um, One of my favorite things about it, speaking of the graphics, to, to go off of how dumb it is that people are this mad about it. Um... Is so many people on Twitter who don't know how game development work talking about how the deal here, like a lot of oh those people who are like it looks it doesn't look finished yeah people are like it doesn't look good everyone's like well the game's not done and they're like well they finished the graphics first and it's like no <laughs> listen <laughs> that's simply like, not how it yeah. works yeah they're, they're they're like putting it in their mouth while it's still hot and like raw yeah somehow and, it's hot and raw and they're like no one cooked this and it's burning me and i this is the chef's fault 
they say yeah, from inside and, the pantry. And listen, I don't want to discourage that behavior. I just want to discourage the post reaction of anger. You knew what you were getting yourself into uh, when you took that leap. Um, so, yeah, uh, some other things that we saw from these leaks was uh, some interesting like NPC behavior and robbing uh, and robbing like a cashier. There was also two uh, protagonists, one male and one. I'm sorry, I can't believe I'm saying this, but a female character. Um, bum, bum, bum. And um, apparently it's sort of inferred that these people are in a relationship. It's not clear if they're brother and sister or if they're like dating. Um, but so it was the first time it seemed like a traditional Grand Theft Auto female protagonist in the game. I think some of the wow factor of that was undercut by the years of Grand Theft Auto Online allowing you to play as females and kind of like seeing people play as females in like GTA RP. Uh, so it doesn't really feel as groundbreaking and it feels like they kind of missed their moment with this one. I feel like if like Grand Theft Auto 5 had had one of the like two guys and one female protagonist i feel like that would have been like mm, like right in that cheryl sandberg like q zone era uh but now it feels just sort of like yeah yeah so i i 50 50 agree i think it if the world made any sense sort of in terms of like a linear progression of ideas i'd, I'd sort of be one like 100 percent on board with this take um but the thing is that every time a big series that has like a gun in it has like a woman in the leading part we have to like relitigate the idea of like are women allowed to be like at the forefront of video games character wise like that just right. is what always happens and so like while you're right that they're not going to like get like the lean in feminism of like look at this girl criminal even girl criminals can be girl bosses too kind of like element of it i still think it's going to be the same kind of like representational discussion they're still going to get the same kind of like boost from the people who think that this stuff matters in that way and anger about people who think this stuff matters in the other way and I think, like, mm -hmm. they're not going to catch it quite as big a wave. But I do think that, like, you know, I mean, you look at, like, a lot of mainstream kind of, like, classically dude-oriented media, like House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, uh, obviously Forbidden West and fucking Last of Us, uh, all kind of, all are doing, like, female lead stuff, and it's going pretty well for them. And that's definitely becoming a little bit of a, like, girls can play the dude box two moment. So I do think they're gonna, like, like, I think I would... I would like to think that in the year 2022 or three or four or whatever, as a culture, we're past the point of like representation is the thing that matters rather than like critically analyzing each instance of representation and like how it works and what it does. Um, but like, we're not <laughs> going to be. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, like, and I don't think that we've matured, but I think that it does still feel like late and not as impactful uh, to me. Yeah. Now. I but, mean, it's uh, definitely not as like pushing it. But, uh, yeah, so we saw that and, you know, we saw some sort of very rough kind of like, I don't, I, for me, it was like fun and interesting to see like, oh, like this is, they put lines all over everything. There's these weird like dimensions as they like are figuring out like physics and stuff. Um, so yeah, for me, it was just a, it was a fun little documentary. It didn't even really feel like it spoiled anything no, like, like well, narratively. Yeah. And I mean, like, like there's. I'm not going to say what is there to spoil because the GTA games do have depth and do have ideas in them. And I don't like that people sort of disregard them in that respect, but like, no, I no, that's not but, what I'm saying. Either. No, no. Like, yeah. I really enjoy GTA five. Um, but I don't feel like these clips really showed a bunch of narrative. Right. 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 I was going to say is like, 
I was going to say is like, even though I, I think that people undersell the narrative elements, I do just think that like you could show f- 20 hours of GTA and not really give away the narrative because so much of that game is the non-narrative space. Like mm-hmm. at, at a certain point, like that doesn't, there's like narrative and, and is know, sort of like folks, such a the lower city, The city's a character. The city itself is the character. It's the lead, you know? Oh yeah. It's uh, a it's GTA cool by Woody Allen. City. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Woody, Woody Allen has said he's retired from making movies and is now is only molesting people in GTA six. Yep. Uh, what are so yeah, like a Grand Theft Auto DLC. That's like, uh, he, he's like, uh, ah, the, the bell hops mistress. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a thief, a thief has to rob his therapist. But then they get to the therapy office and like he can't help but check the notes and the notes are like really like self-obsessed, neurotic. And he's like, oh, I don't know if any of this is true about me. I just don't know. Oh, does she think I'm neurotic? She's like, I'm weird. My therapist thinks I'm weird. And like has like a freak out and then descends into a crime spree. He could could do one called uh, Twilight at Chateau Marmont. And and it's just it's just a massacre. (laughs) It's like eight, it's like eighteen Disney, Disney Channel actresses in a harem with Woody at the Marmont, yeah, and that's playable and that's in VR. Um, so, anyways, I, I'm getting very distracted because Woody Allen VR is just gonna be what I think about all day now. Uh, but you know, a lot of people took these leaks very seriously, including Rockstar. Um, you know, uh, and. Not just Rockstar now, but it seems that the FBI department, which we're a part of, but we're not, we're, we're in the, we're the face. We're, we're sort of a, a podcast in the network, but they, we're not, we don't have a lot of say, okay? We just get great benefits. Um, we yeah, weren't aware of this. They the do FBI, not listen to us. They don't. There is a suggestion box, but, uh, Nothing, nothing yet. Uh, so the FBI are and the U.S. Department of Justice are actively working to resolve this matter. And uh, then Uber got involved, the taxi uh, slave company. Uh, and then they say that they believe this hacker is associated with lapsus cash dollar money sign. It's it's almost lap lapis, larp what lapras? Lapras it's is the almost lapras. It's it's almost there. Why didn't they go for that? Um, Lapsus Dollar Sign, the group behind recent attacks on Nvidia, Microsoft, and Samsung. Listen, these sound like these sound like uh, Final Fantasy VII type eco terrorists. These are they're attacking all the right guys, in my opinion. Yeah, I they're mean, not they're attacking they're, the they're, Red they're, Cross. They're kind of on like uh, some Andres Malm like destroying oil pipeline type stuff. Yeah, they're destroying they're destroying pipelines and they're showing you how uh you know your favorite video games get made. Is that so wrong? Yeah, I and mean, people hate that. You know, they hate having oh, their process. And we out lost there. Lux. Oh, am I, no, I'm still here, right? Oh no, Lapsus has hacked locks. Oh no, did my shit die? Oh no. Okay, well I'll keep reading this article. Lux probably won't listen to me anyways, and we'll probably be like, I don't know, fucking writing an email or some shit while I talk. Um, we believe that this attacker or attackers are affiliated with the hacking group Lapsus Dollar Sign, which has been increasingly active over this last year alone. Uh, we are in close coordination with the FBI and U.S. Department of Justice on this matter. We'll continue to support their efforts. <laughs> Seven British individuals 
aged 16 to 21 were arrested in relation to lapsus money sign attacks back in March, not long after the group hacked Microsoft and NVIDIA. Damn, heads are going to roll. They are going to swoop on 16-year-olds all, all, all over the, the UK. Those guys are kind of annoying anyways. But you know what? That's what we have to do here at the FBI. We have to do justice. Uh, oh, man. This would have been a great segue, too, because I got another story pulled up here. I don't know. What's going on with me? Uh, I mean, my house is a mess. Uh, the plumber... The plumbers didn't fix it. Basically, long story short... I live in like a hundred year old house. I got a new washer and dryer installed. Like a 2022 washer and dryer versus a hundred year old house. Not a fair matchup. It immediately exploded some of the piping in my bedroom. And then my closet filled with water. It's getting all moldy and fucked up. Waited like a, a week for um them to come fix it and they came and they were like whoa 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 it's not that's not us we didn't do this i don't even know who they were they were they were so reluctant to uh to get back in there and help at all so they just left and now we're waiting for new guys it's like the first guys they just they just quit um oh hey lux what's up lux i was telling the podcast what's going my washer dryer update it was riveting nice nice um, nice my house is still a complete disaster. Um, and you know what? We're just choosing to live, laugh, and love through all that. I think that's a respectable choice. Um, uh, did you keep reading that article about the hacks? Yeah, I th they said that a, a few months ago they arrested uh, seven British individuals aged 16 to 21 who have been involved in Lapsus, which makes me laugh that it's like the FBI is just like hunting teenagers. It's just that's all they have left. It's I mean, amazing. that's that teenagers are villains. I think what's funny about this we haven't talked about um, with regards to this thing is that like it didn't seem like they gave a shit about the Rockstar hack until it also became the Uber hack. Right. That's actually probably true. That's like that the right. FBI like was like, who gives a shit if these gamers are mad? I don't care. And then they were like, wait, but people who drive cars? I think also, like, doesn't Uber get, like, subsidies from the government or something? I feel like they're, like, they're like a fake company, right? Um, yeah, in many ways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Here's a, here is the lesson to be learned from that. If you have an issue and um, no one cares about you, make sure that issue that is inflicted on someone people do like so that then people get involved. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, a disease. Yeah, a no, sickness, make sure that someone. Economic. Yeah, make sure that someone who's sort of like powerful and cared about by the powers that be gets hassled, on. Get hassled by the thing that hassles you. So then someone will take action about it. They have to. They have to be suffering. Yeah, uh, yeah. Make them. Make them suffer, and you'll get. And it'll be everything will work out. Uh, so yeah, Grand Theft Auto Six. Um, not really that shocking of footage. Not that big of a deal. And you know what? 
I still think all those 16 year olds heads should, they should roll. They should be lopped off and we should send a message to these kids, to these teens, um, that our, our fake Ponzi taxi companies and our, uh, most, uh, profit grossing entertainment product of all time companies. They're the real victims here. Okay. Yeah. No, those uh, are the like, look, gamers have suffered. Game designers have suffered, but the real people who are suffering are the billionaires who own Uber and have to have a stockholders meeting and be like, it's okay that we got hacked. That's right. Hey, and, uh, you know, speaking of suffering, <laughs> X-Play host Frost out at G4 a week after layoffs. <laughs> um, folks, if you don't remember from, from last week, uh, this was the G... Oh, oh, hey. How's it going? Are you still recording? Okay. What a disaster. Not, I was like, I can, I can recover from this and then nope. Now we got to do a second sing. Let's do it. You guys see the shit I'm putting up with. I'm about to go, I'm about to go full nuclear on your ass and, uh, and start a big Twitter thread about all your shit. You see all that shit? Oh, I we're not recording. Fuck. Yeah, I'm recording still. All right, now I am too. Give me another sync clap really quick. Three, two, one. Uh, just give me one more to be safe. I think I got that, but just to be totally safe. Yep. Three, two, one. Okay. Cool. Uh, I mean, I'll be syncing this one anyway, so... Yeah, just, so just segue like you were doing, because I dropped out like right as you were changing topics. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of suffering, X-Play host Frosk out at G4 a week after layoffs. That's that's the person who posted that meme, right? The meme from yeah. last week? The, the, the fucking let's play some games, lizard. Let's let's play some games, yo. I survived. Yeah. Oof. Oof. That's a bad beat for Frost. That's a that's a big yeah. That's a big Frost L. Did did you do it again? Why are you moving around so much? I don't want to even do this story anymore. Yeah, and yeah, you know, in Premiere now they actually have a, a button called synchronize that the robot does it. No, but I'm not listening to the episodes. So if it's like five minutes off sync and and the viewership doesn't change a bit, then I know sure. the bots right. are working. All right, give me one more clap. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Cool. But yeah, that's like a terrible beat for Frost. Like, that's so funny to me. Um, I mean, it's very sad. People shouldn't lose yeah. their jobs. All this shit sucks. But like, that's what you get for kind of like being a fucking wiener about it. That's what you get for being a wiener. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's for me. I'm very against the I'm against deplatforming. I'm against all of the f getting people fired on Twitter kind of thing. But I've. And, like, it is sad that the only thing that Twitter can, like, 
accomplish is like people losing their jobs and income uh and and that all is very sad and pathetic and i don't want to sit in 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 that but i feel like this is one of those moments where she got herself fired yeah like i i i feel like this was like a self a self fire i mean it it wasn't it wasn't right like the 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 situation itself is going to contribute to that and all of the like dyna- economic dynamics um like that's all true but then this person maybe did survive and maybe did slide by the the danger zone and then they just willingly put themselves back into the danger zone yeah um i don't know it's like I guess because she's a host, like this meme would just go on forever, but I don't know. I, I do think that like, you can like make, f- I think that people can get like railed online for something and then keep their job. Cause I don't think mo- most people would remember this two weeks from now. Like, I, I don't, I think that like companies need to start to like be able to like understand the attention span of people at this point. So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in the middle on this one, and I'd like to hire yeah, her for well, the. She does seem like a prime agent. <laughs> yeah, someone who has no empathy or care for others and sort is willing sell to sell other people know, down the river, eat her way to the like top to get some clicks. Yep. I, yep. When she sees all of us as cattle, and that's that's something that the FBI would like. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm giving this a very undecided middle of the road FBI soundtrack. Um, <clears throat> any, any other thoughts on Frost? Uh, or nah, I mean, I not a ton. On? It's just like someone did something shitty and then got shit on in a way that feels uh, shitty, but also just classic. Also, I would say that outside of this topic and I don't ever want people to get fired for doing one, uh, you know, bad tweet, unless that tweet is like about, uh, the game boys podcast being bad or something, uh, then, then you can get fired. But, uh, I feel like I want to say in the realm of gamer hosts, I think they're all terrible people. I think they're all bad. Um, I don't trust any of these late millennial adult nerds that are on these shows. There's a, there's a porcelain quality to their faces and expressions and sort of a, a, a dullness to them uh, that, I don't know, makes me feel deeply sad inside. Yeah, I mean, it's... How do you, how do you feel about hosts? Um, <laughs> and please agree with me on every one of those statements. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's like this, right? Like, it's this... The thing with video game people, and this is true and something that we've experienced with our job, is that more than any other fan base, they have this weird... At the FBI. They have this weird obsession with, like, authenticity. Um, And things have to feel authentic and natural. And, like, you know, they hate, like, anything that's performed or scripted or written because it's not, like, pure vibes, baby. And so then you get these hosts whose job is basically to appear natural and and whatever, but then you get these, like, disorganized, kind of clunky, junky shows where people either have to, like, play a heightened character but make it feel normal or play it normal and, like, just do their best. And 
it's like a lose-lose situation. And so the people they get for that are these people who are, like you're saying, adult millennials who kind of have the most, like, easily accessible Reddit joke bank on Earth. Um, they're like um, they're like when you see two dogs and one of them's a mutt and one of them's been bred for like generations. There's just there's just something not there in their in their in their in their their brain just well, isn't. It's not the like same. it's so okay. So, so I they're they're like inbred yeah, poodles. So it, there's two That's big One is that people aren't going to want to watch like fully written out bits on those shows. That's just like not the kind of thing that the the, the audience likes. Um, so you can't really leverage their performance ability in that way. And then the second problem is that, like, because their way of approaching jokes is to, like, reach into the Reddit joke mind that is in the back of their head at all times, like, there is, like you're saying, there is this sort of, like, 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 trained show dog puppy thing happening where they aren't improvising or bringing a ton of their own personality to it in most cases. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do a good job. But in a lot of cases, they don't. And what they're doing is just sort of, like, having the most epic bacon thing to say at any given time. Um, and th that mm -hmm. works for their yeah. very organization 13 of them. They're like, they're just so they're half yeah. there. And that works for their audience, I guess, in some cases, but it is frustrating because you do kind of think that if hosting video game streaming stuff and talking about video games is going to be a part of what media is going forward, you'd like it to develop a little bit more personality and a little bit more specificity. Um, or just a little bit more. Yeah. Something to hold on to. I mean, like I want, I want an Anderson Cooper, you know, I want a, I want a Tucker Carlson, a Rachel Maddow, you know, I want, <laughs> I want people, I want there to be, yeah, like a really toxic, uh, news broadcast from the toxic part of gamers. And I want there to be like, uh, you know, an SJW, like I, there needs to be, we need, we need to just copy all the horrible things they do on regular news. And instead it's like, uh, kind of just like four people hanging out. Like that's yeah. what this is. Yeah, exactly. It's we we we've got enough hanging out content. Um, plus, because it's on TV, it's hanging out with a bunch of regulations about what they can hang out with and and like what they can do while they're hanging out and all that shit. And that just like makes it all feel a little bit more pre-produced and and shitty. Speaking of TV, Samsung is bringing the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon to Fortnite. Let's Here go. We go. This is the story that I was excited about. Finally, once Jimmy Fallon's in Fortnite, we can finally execute the FBI sting and bring him to justice. We have our agents positioned all uh, over Fortnite. Yeah, he's. Yeah, we would we would just we would just breach the show, but he's too fast. Uh, he has one of the uh, the Sandevistrons fused <laughs> in his back. <laughs> uh, so, okay. What is happening? Uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon to Fortnite as it looks to connect with Gen Z in its latest move into the metaverse. Now, we've seen a lot of things in Fortnite. We've seen, you know, movie tie-ins. We've seen uh, boomer tie-ins like Weezer Island. We've seen historical tie-ins like, uh, you know, ML like MLK. Uh, and then, of course, now um, we're seeing talk sh literally the Tonight Show. Uh, and so it looks like they've built a tonight show, like an actual, like the building, um, the playable Fortnite experience called tonight at the rock powered by Samsung. That's so funny. <laughs> hey, didn't uh, Samsung just get hacked? Can they, with the initiative, our goals, can they really do this? 
Yeah, and Samsung just get hacked got hacked within that list. It's yeah, it's true. They should yeah, be and yet they're coming out now. strong, playing uh, hurt, and putting Jimmy Fallon into Fortnite. Gutsy performance from Samsung. Uh, and Jimmy's promised to not be drunk, but you know we'll see how that goes. Players will find themselves in a fairly detailed 30 Rockefeller Plaza with a small version of Times Square and even a subway stop nearby. Players can choose from several single multiplayer mini games, including Giant Pong, a taxi race, and an escape room to get out of Studio 6B. What it says, you're that's just actually, stuck in a room. That's with a Jimmy. real life you gotta thing get out. for the guests on that show. They kept to solve an escape room to get out of there dressing rooms afterwards otherwise jimmy fallon just sort of hangs out with them and forces them to like listen to his stories about hang about like bill simmons and adam carolla nice uh yeah i don't watch the show but uh sounds like i gotta start um maybe you know what do we think about this um it's like these tonight shows are clearly kind of like they're kind of like bleeding out no one young watches them anymore. Everyone who watches them is, and still keeps up with it is like over the age of 55 and like at home retired. Like it's uh, but like, do they really think that this is going to get Fortnite kids to somehow have access to like network TV? It's like hard to. Yeah, even I mean, that's like the bigger problem. I actually think that there is sort of a fairly intuitive gap between like the way late night TV works and kind of what the kids want these days in the sense that it's just like a bunch of topical like sketches that are kind of dumb, but let you be like, ha I get the joke. And here's like a celebrity, which feels like so much of like the kind of content that like teens seem like love to retweet and see on TikTok and shit. Um, so it does seem like you could marry those two genres fairly easily. But like you said, the, the complication is less about the aesthetic work than it is about this idea that like, oh, we've got to get teens on fucking NBC at 10 at night when they could be on the internet or doing anything else and instead, instead of, like, trying to dig up how to, like, watch Jimmy Fallon on Peacock or whatever. Right, and, like, like for me, I literally have no... Like, I am fucking, you know, not a Zoomer, and if you told me right now to go check out and watch, like, The Tonight Show live, I have no idea how I would do that. I, I don't know. Like, would I have to, like, pay for something online? Would I have to, like, fuck around on my TV and get frustrated? Like, I just, it seems so complicated now to, like, access anything that's on TV um, that it's just, yeah, it's just too, it's too much of an obstacle. Why yeah, would anyone do that? That's, like, this is why I think the streaming future is never going to quite work the way that all these companies seem to want it to work. Is that, like part of the way TV worked in terms of TV's interaction with other ecosystems in terms of ads was shit that was like, oh, this random guy showed up in an episode of The Simpsons or in my favorite board game or in this like action figure kit or in this movie and then you're scrolling through channels because you have to find channels and then that guy from The Thing is on your TV and you stop and watch. But now modern TV watching is so intentional. Like you have to go to the right app. You have to search the thing. It's very rare that you just sort of stumble upon a thing by mistake. And so because of that, like there's no real easy way to naturally integrate to any any set of things. Um, and that's and that's going to be the gap that we're going to see with this. And like why the Tonight Show playing Fortnite is not, I don't think, going to be particularly effective is not because I don't think it's going to resonate with kids. I think there's 
actually, like I said, a lot of like crossover DNA between like annoying TikTok and annoying late night. But like no kid on earth is going to like Google the series of things necessary to like watch that show. And they're not going to stumble upon Jimmy Fallon by mistake. I guess like if their parents, I guess like, like it if they started maybe. to, I think like it could be a thing where maybe they're hoping that they can start growing like the YouTube more so that like more people are like, from that generation or at least accessing the clips on YouTube so that then they can like eventually make a digital migration off of TV entirely. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's very weird. It's uh, it's a weird time. Yeah. It's uh, but like, you know, Hey, I'll be, I, I, I just like, I love that Fortnite is, is like, so such a well-made game that like they can do all these like weird experiments. I know they're all like disgusting cash grabs and like literal, advertisements you're playing through but it's kind of fun and silly to do it's like it's not the end of the uh, world. yeah no i think it's i think it's like it's, i i have come around a lot on on like fortnite integrations as like a as like a cultural object you know um at first i was very like this is stupid i hate that we're doing this um but at least like but now it's like it's there's something kind of interesting about this game that just sort of like is a playground for integrating whatever and, like, the way that they are just, like, down to sort of, like, look, you pay them the money, they'll put you in, the, in this stupid fucking game. Um, and the game's fun. It's, like, a fun little wacky game. And so there is something interesting and, like, culturally compelling about a world where, like, you're playing Fortnite and John Wick and Thanos and Jimmy Fallon and Joe Biden and Ariana Grande are all, like, around. Well, that's the thing is, like, they've done a pretty good job so far at being politically neutral like even like mlk like the right will like claim that they understand mlk better than the left like mlk is like mo like pretty morally neutral too now like like everything they've done so far has been that and the tonight show also is that so we'll have to see as they go on like how they're able to like ride that line and maybe it's just about keeping it safe with like movie tie-ins and like media um yeah but, like, I don't think they could do Joe Biden in the game, even though I would love him and he'd be cracked at the game. Yeah, I mean, he'd be good at it. He'd be so sick. How I would spend I would spend upwards of $35 for a Joe Biden Fortnite skin. Yeah. It would be it would be very good, I think. And then, of course, you can, like, unlock the dark Brandon skin version of it, too, if you want, which is, like, you know, an alt skin. Um... And then, yeah, I guess uh, you can uh, go home at Thanksgiving and feel proud to tell your family what you've been up <laughs> and to. That's why we game, folks. <laughs> that's why we buy the skins. Uh, let's take a break. All right. Kanye West shared that he's repulsed by literature, comparing books to a vegetable. Uh, so, okay, <laughs> so here's the thing about this. The part of it I like is that he says he's never read a book. And that's... I actually haven't read any book, West said. Reading is like eating Brussels sprouts for me. And talking is like getting the Giorgio Baldi corn ravioli. Now, what the hell is the Giorgio Baldi corn ravioli? Is that some sort of famous, famous food? Yeah, famous Italian chef. 
It's like, oh yeah, people will just know. People will know the Giorgio ball. What I love about this is that like, there's a world where this is a very annoying take. If he were to come out and be like, reading is dumb. I stopped reading. I I don't think you should do it. Reading's bad for some weird Kanye reasons, you know. But this take, as mm-hmm. he does it, fucking rules. Because he's not saying that. He's saying he's never read a book. And that is an obvious bald-faced lie. Um, and we respect mm-hmm. that. That's like that's like the fucking... That's like the Robert Pattinson going on The Tonight Show and saying that he's scared of clowns because he saw one die at the circus. Like, it's this is in that yeah. stratosphere of just sort of like a guy saying some totally bonkers shit just to say it. Um, and... Yes, actually, I agree. Yeah. I'm totally on board now, and I and I want to check yeah, out this to corner. Uh, I'm never need another Brussels sprout, and I've already thrown all my books in the garbage. The problem with the Brussels sprouts is that people don't know how to cook them. Uh, wait, what is this on? Oh, it's a restaurant in Santa Monica, so I literally can have this corn ravioli. All right, we're looking at the we're literally we're looking at the court ravioli right now. We're looking at Pete Davidson eating the corn ravioli. Um. With Kim Kardashian. Wow, wow right. Incredible. In Kanye's face. Shit, that's so fucked up. My man Kanye is talking about how hype he is for corn ravioli. And when you Google it, one of the first suggestions is Pete Davidson eating corn ravioli. That's Damn, dirty. Fucking that's, Kanye accidentally. That, make, Kanye that accidentally makes you never want to read again. Sent a million people to look at Pete Davidson eating ravioli. That kind of shit makes you ne- like not want to read books because you know it can only hurt you if you read things. Wow, I went to Giorgio Ball, the LA restaurant where Kim Kardashian took Pete Davidson on a date. Oh come on, how could she do that to him? That was their restaurant. That was their ravioli. I'm sorry if you guys if you have a food with one couple, uh, you can't ha- you can't have the ravioli with a new couple. Some ra- you got to find a new ravioli. It's not going to taste the same. How much is this ravioli? We got to find out. Menu. Oh, yeah. I'm let's going. Do let's do, yeah, And I'm going to report back for next episode. Um, dinner menu. Pastas. Okay. Wait a second. Apple F ravioli. It's not on the fucking menu right now. The fuck? Is this some sort of thing only for celebrities, this corn ravioli? What the? New price menu 2020. The fuck? All right. All right. We're not getting it. My computer's mad at me. Uh, I'll report back on the corn ravioli. Uh, we're now anti-books because it's funny. And yeah, that's that story. Um... What's the other gamer thing? Oh, yeah, this shit. People were all of a sudden interested in making money. Oh, my God. Yep, yep, yep. I have no idea how to buy and sell. That's how I discovered Wall Street Bets. There's, like, this crazy group of people who saw people losing tons of money and making tons of money. They love the game. I don't even know the last job I had. I kept seeing posts about GameStop. GameStop? GameStop. I thought it was a dying brick-and-mortar store. You know these hedge funds were planning on this thing to go bankrupt. I do like that every documentary has to like has to make it sound like the most important thing happened but it's like none of that changed anything about our world and like GameStop is still just like an epic yeah. shed <laughs> I'm not an watching this whole trailer uh, our friend Mike uh, 
Yeah, that's true. And you know what? And listen, there's nothing wrong with a shed, okay? Uh, it's just what it is. Uh, so I don't think the trailer's really what I want to talk about here. Uh, I want to talk about the insane reaction in the comments uh, from everyone super mad that people decided to document this. Yeah. I Like, I... This is, like, a much bigger conversation. It's something you and I have talked about a little bit just in general. But, like, I just truly don't understand what anyone seems to want from anything anymore. Like, like what the fuck? Like, yeah. this was a weird thing mm-hmm. that happened. It's certainly worth having a movie about it. It was a bizarre, strange thing. It's a classic type of thing that you would make a documentary about. It's just... Okay, here's a Reddit comment. Okay, so they're mad about the last line. Just watched it and thought the same. The very last line of the effing trailer is, YOLO, you know, let's destroy the economy. We didn't wreck shit. People bought a stock that was illegally manipulated, blah, 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 wah, 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 wah. We didn't want to destroy shit. Many folks wanted to stop the erosion of fundamentally dangerous and illegal practices. Okay, this is one of the, this is one of the, the, the warriors doing it for moral reasons. Yeah, well, so this is the thing, right? Is that, this- like... All, all these people yeah, well, are boring. this is the thing, right? Is that, like, there are definitely bigger narratives that happen around this event. But if you... If you flashed... If... Okay. So, for example, if in 1972, 50 years ago, some people had, through a series of letters and, like, phone calls, put together a stock-buying campaign based on, like... A, a funny little bit that they were doing and it blew out of proportion and made a bunch of money and there was a documentary on that everyone would be like this is a great documentary I can't wait to see it play at TIFF and Sundance and this is a great idea um, if someone would have dug that out and the only difference here is that this happened recently and so what people are complaining about or should be complaining about more than they are the actual thing is the fact that like we have the means now to document and create the history of events in much realer time than we have in the past and that's a different and weird thing, and it's an interesting thing. But the, Right. And that started with real right, time yeah, with it, Bill Maher. Bill Maher invented time. <laughs> yeah. Realer um, time, yep. But, yeah, like, so that's, like, the thing they're reacting to, right? Because there's nothing about this that is, like, disqualifying from a documentary, like, from a wide document perspective. And then everyone's complaints about it th- that aren't just, like, why would you document this, are about, like, why are you taking this perspective on it? And, like, that's what every, every documentary is that. That's what a documentary is. Is people taking a specific perspective on things? Um. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I think it's two things. It's like, yeah, like these people are gonna be mad at it no matter what. Like maybe the trailer phrases it as like the people were like the terror, the 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 individuals were the terrorists as opposed to like the the big companies or whatever. Um, but you know, it's. It seems like such a soft little thing. It just doesn't seem like something that you could even spend a second getting upset about. But that's the thing with these these like crypto and these stocks guys is they have this like, you know, this pathetic little hobby. I think, listen, you can make a lot of money doing stocks. It's still pathetic. You got a little whiteboard and you're just fucking chewing other people out of a little decimal points. It's, it's disgusting. Um, but like, you know. Back in the in the good old days, the the stocks freaks, they used to keep their dirty laundry, you know, in their in their weird offices. They they used to do stocks in secret, in quiet. And now everybody wants to like talk about stocks 
investments, all this shit, and substitute it for like any type of personality or calling or or, or spiritual sense of being alive. Uh, but and they're just awful. They're awful people. I hate I hate listening and hearing from yeah, them. Yeah, we should throw them all in a big bucket and leave the bucket in the middle of the desert. I'm trying to, yeah, we're going to need a bigger bucket because a lot of people are in the last bucket. We could, we could fit like one guy in that last bucket. So it was not efficient. Um, yeah. So what's the fuck? Eat the ridge. Oh my God. Was that Taylor Lorenz? So so then that, so then that's why, oh, that's why stupider because like, She's clearly not saying that's the perspective we were taking on it. She's clearly like, this is a thing people were saying at the time, which is true. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Yeah. I also think that uh, probably the worst person to to end a trailer with. Um, But, uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know if we have a lot of Lorenz heads uh, in the audience. Um, But uh, I don't know. Have you ever considered that she's annoying um, and bad? Yeah, I've never considered that she's like basically fine. <laughs> Consider both, and that's how you get to the true red pill. Yeah. You hold you hold both those those ideas in your head in your head, um, but you know, uh, no one's been bullied more than her. So let's let's uh, let's leave that one alone. Um, you know. What have you been playing this week as we as we so grind this I've one been out? Playing more of the Wandering Village. Sure, which we liked um, from last which we week. We did like, and we continue to like. It was very it's very fun game. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, I've been playing a good amount of other sort of uh, management sims in the same type. So I've been mm-hmm. playing a lot of um. Hold on, I can get the exact name for you momentarily. That's how no, boring his have, games they all, they all are. They, he doesn't even know the names of them. is the one that I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if... Jesus Christ. is a city sim where you are playing as beavers. Making a little beaver town. Names are so important. Yeah, but, you know, I. it's just like... Boy, oh boy. Uh... These are some silly, some silly Sims out there, and the Beaver one's fun. It's just like I forgot for some reason I could want to call it Beaverburg, uh, but it's called Timber. It's called Timberton. Um, I feel like music never had this problem of similar names. Like I feel like every band like had a name that was like different enough from another band. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Like I don't. I just what. They don't make them like they used to, folks. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's true. The, and I mean, Timberborn's an okay name, although it does feel more dramatic so, than a city sim. But I've been playing Timberborn, which I've been enjoying okay, a lot, so um, even though it's, it's a little bit frustrating. And that's when... And is it just about working with wood? I mean, no, you end up like... It's like beavers who make these like really advanced, like weird kind of steampunky cities. Like you start as wood, but you like develop like cool. weird technology and stuff and like water power and electricity and all that. Um. Oh, that's fun. It's like yeah, Angry it's Beavers. Like Beavers. And then I've also been playing, revisiting a game that I've played, we've talked on the show before, which is Spellcaster Academy, which is the game where hmm. you design a magic school. You make your own little Hogwarts. Damn. Um, and that game remains a fucking blast. 
Um, but I, yeah. Is the is the creator is the creator Probably. transphobic? Because that's the only way I'm playing it. Yeah, that's and that's how you get them. <laughs> um, Spellcaster Academy. Oh, look at this! It's cute. Um, yeah, it's 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 a cute game. I mean, I like that. You know, I like that like paper cutouty style. I find it to be charming. Um, yeah. So you just build a little, you, you build, build a Hogwarts, Hogwarts and then you, you know, you accept students and you give them priorities and you try to make, meet specific goals. You know, it'll be like, we want to be a dark magic school or a wizard magic school. And we want to like make 10 portal masters or whatever. Um, hmm. It's cute. It's cute. It's fun. And it's a good kind of time. Like, uh, it's a good way to like let time just kind of melt away, baby. Sure, absolutely. Sometimes it's so frozen. Um, I have been playing the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta and also analyzing a lot of the footage from the alpha build release that the sh big streamers got to play of Warzone 2. It's shooter season, folks. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's so funny with these games is, like, they have such a, they have such a foundation to, like, build off of but they like always fuck up the foundation. Like I like there's always like no no no, you should have kept it the way it was before. Like like the thing that people really want is more a more active game of of updated and new content. They don't really want you to like re fucking build the wheel each time. And so like I'm enjoying a lot of elements of the game, but like they changed like eight things that like are all small things, but like they're all like just not as good as the last game. And so it's like, okay, I guess just like spend the next two months just taking everything back to the original, please. Um, and yeah, so it's it's a it's a, it's kind of like a weird design because I feel like that's not what happens with sports games. Like I feel like they're really good at building off their foundations. Um, well, they're really good. I wouldn't say really good at. I'd say really good about. If that makes sense as a distinction, like they always try to build yeah. off their foundations in sports games, but a lot of times they do it in a way that sucks. Right. Okay. So maybe it is a similar thing then, like where it's like, oh, does the, does it it feel worse in some games, and then like they get it back? Yeah. Again? Like I mean, I remember a, several years ago, Madden introduced this function that was like, now you can control where your quarterback is looking, and if you look in the wrong place, you'll do a worse job. And like they added that feature, mm -hmm. and everyone's like, this sucks. They got rid of it, and then then now a couple of years ago they brought it back because they were like, okay, we made it better, and now it works a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um. And so they do stuff mm -hmm. like that a lot of the time. Yeah, it's just super frustrating because, like, I went in to play with my friend, a uh, friend of the pod and friend of the Twitch stream, Char Char. We love Char Char. Um, one of my classic shooter buddies through the years. Uh, and, you know, a, a, a sharpshooter I met online. Uh, he, Me and him were trying to just get into a party together in the multiplayer. And we spent like 10 minutes trying to figure it Ugh. out. And that's just unacceptable. Like that has to be the first and easiest thing that you do when you make an online game. I want to be able to pull up my friends list easily. I want to be able to send friend requests easily. And then when I invite someone to a party, I want to know that they've entered my party. Like all of these things that they'd had done better in previous games are just non-existent here. And it's just so frustrating that like, oh, like there's this new map that's cool. 
the sound, the graphics. There's so many things about the game that are like advancing and going the right way. And then the core basics, they're still fucking up on. Like, and it, it's just like, what the fuck, man? How do you fuck up matchmaking, group making in 2020? Yeah, I mean, that's so, I mean, that is like a weirdly consistent problem across. Why is it so hard? I don't know. It does seem like so many games struggle with it, though. It's like it's like the tap card with uh, uh, of fucking video games. Like it never works right. It's like this new thing that's just never working. I just Except don't it get used it. to be like totally um, fine and easy. Yes, it, actually, you're right. It's not a new thing. I've been doing this since PS2, and in much easier and simpler ways. I don't. There's just so many menus and screens now, and it's just, I just so feel convoluted. Like they, they really want to um, make. So they want to like do it so that you can both play competitively against randos and play with your friends. And they want to like find some way to do both, but they don't want to do things. And like, there's like, so there's so many neater ways to do it that they're approaching it. And they just don't seem interested in approaching it in any of these cleaner kind of ways. It also feels to me cause it's so shocking. Cause this game is made by like a thousand people. Like they keep on like, like canceling divisions and wings of their company and just sending them to call of duty. So it almost seems to me like the, the, the scale of the project is also the problem. Cause it doesn't really feel like there's really anyone behind the wheel. It just kind of feels like a bunch of like ants, like making something that like doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, that does, um, there's no queen. It does feel kind of, it does feel like disjunctive and confused. Yeah. Uh, and hey, guess what? That's us, baby. That's how I describe this episode. Let's go. Uh, and uh, folks, keep your eyes to the skies for the FBI blimp. See you next week. <laughs>